Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. (laughs) I'm back at it again. And boy, do we have quite a bit to discuss. There's been so much going on with the New York Jets, so much going on with this roster. The moves that we made have been shown. Jets OTAs are rolling. And there were some performances that a lot of people are upset about. Now, I know, you know, they're not wearing pads right now and so on and so forth. But guess what? There's a lot to discuss about what we saw out there, okay? A lot of connection between Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson, Brees out there. A lot to discuss. So we'll go ahead and get into it before I get everything started. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page, my content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me, I'll message you right back. Love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. All right? Your boy's on Twitter as well, okay? I'm on Twitter, all right? Get on over to Twitter. Search YoungJ000, all right? Follow your boy. I'll follow you right back. We can go back and forth. The show's page is at the Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and go over there and follow that page as well. Let's go back and forth and talk about the New York Jets. I'm also on iTunes as well, for those of you that don't know, okay? I'm on iTunes. Go on over to iTunes. Check out The Long Beach Joe Show, okay? Go over there. Subscribe to that show, okay? Subscribe to it, right? And then guess what you can do? Leave me a five-star rating. Give me some feedback. Love hearing about what y'all folks think I do over here. I want to go back and forth with feedback, and I want to thank everyone that does do that as well. I'm also on YouTube as well, for those of you that don't know, okay? <laughs> Your boy's on YouTube. Listen, I'm handsome, all right? You want to come over see this face? I've got a face made for TV. That's what I've been told. Voice made for radio, face for TV. That's what I'm all about, all right? So go on over to search Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? And then guess what you can do? Subscribe. Subscribe to that over there on YouTube, all right? We do live shows over there. We do a lot of content, okay? You see my videos. You'll see it all. So come on over to YouTube and, and, and you know, watch the show live. Get involved with everybody. Salutes to all the savages as well in the chat. I call my chat the savages because they're savage, and they get after it. You know what I'm saying? They get after it. So come on over and be part of what we're doing over here, man. So listen, man. Whoo. Let me tell you something. Uh, there's a lot going on and a lot we have to discuss. Jets OTAs going on. But before we get into everything I want to talk about, we have quite a special guest, man. Quite a special guest coming up, all right? Listen, kids, this is going to be a treat, okay? With everything that's going on with the Jets, there's a lot of people that make great content. And this guy that we have coming up makes amazing content. I want to introduce it to everybody tonight, Robbie Sabo, the co-founder, okay, the co-founder of the Jets X Factor. Robbie, I want to welcome you to the Long Beach Joe Show. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Long Beach Joe. How's everything on this Friday night? I'm all right. I'm all right. How's everything going with you, man? 
I'm okay. Uh, walking my dog on this beautiful night. Um, <laughs> just hopped off. Just hopped off, hopped off a different podcast, talking Jets. Uh, All right. You have any concerns right now about OTAs? You feeling good or feeling bad? What's your uh, overall yeah. feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling great. Um, it's positive some of the things that we're seeing out there, and that's a lot of the things I wanted to discuss with you. But before we get into OTAs immediately, the first thing I wanted to ask you, right, is when you look at the current structure of the New York Jets, our front office, things have changed. Things are looking up for us. How do you feel about Joe Douglas and Robert Sella up until this point? I think Douglas is not a uh, stupid man. He's a very smart man. And coming in, notice what he did. He made sure that it was a six-year deal. A lot of GMs don't get a six-year deal right off the bat. He knew the challenge that this would take, that this would be, because of a decade of terrible drafting, terrible personnel decisions. That first thing, that first note, is huge to me. Uh, He's calculated. He knew it was going to be an overhaul. Um, The first draft with Gase, I... I know people are down on it right now, but we got to let it play out a little bit. Last year's draft looks spectacular. It more than the personnel decisions is the overall implementation of what they currently have in terms of system. When you walk into the facility and onto the practice field and watch from the side, the atmosphere is completely different than what everyone felt with the previous regime. So that alone is a really great sign. They just have to stay healthy. And if they can stay healthy, they can really move things forward. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm feeling the same way. If the New York Jets can stay healthy, there's a lot of things. We're going to surprise a lot of people in this league. And that leads me to my next question for you because let me tell you something. A big part of our success this upcoming season is going to be the, the development of Zach Wilson, seeing what he's going to give us. Now, after watching yeah. Zach Wilson last season, what are your expectations of him coming into this season? Do you think he takes the next step? Well, see, Wilson's a tricky one because he was, after week two against Belichick last year, he was incredibly inaccurate. He was more fouled up than any quarterback you'll ever see. But he's not an inaccurate quarterback. It's that whatever happened after week two, he completely flipped a switch. And... Last year, he played great down the stretch. He played terribly early on. So he's either really high or really low. And that's the thing with Wilson. That's the thing that makes it so polarizing and where people are all over the map with him. The first thing I want to see is consistency. And if he doesn't ever get into that low depth like he did early last year, that's the first step. And once that happens, you know, full steam ahead, all bets are on the table. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I'm looking. I want to see, especially with some of the weapons that we got, I think Zach has a, a great opportunity to really take that next step forward. And not just the weapons that we were able to acquire, you know, via the draft, free agency, so on and so forth, but just the coaching from a coaching standpoint. LaFleur really showed yeah. up a lot uh, last year's play calling really stepped up, and we started to see things kind of get rolling. And I thought down the end of, you know, the last, the last stretch of last season, we saw – you know, Zach kind of step up a little bit. No, no interceptions in the last five games. We saw some good things out of him, and I think that this year he has a big opportunity. And one of the reasons why I think he has a big opportunity is with the New York Jets have done at the running back position. You know, with the Jets grabbing Brees Hall in the second round, 
We saw Michael Carter really step up and show us, show us last season that he has playmaking ability. Do you think the Jets will have a renewed focus in the running game this upcoming season? Yeah, I do. I mean, if you look at this scheme, it, it's a it's a run first scheme um, all the way. It's the Shanahan scheme, and there's no getting around that. If you track last year and Zach Wilson in this offense, they really started to take off, and it coincided with Berrios being implemented in the offense more. And I don't think it has, you know, specifically a lot to do with Berrios and instead about the jet motion. Uh, when they took off, you know, they had injuries at the O-line. But that jet motion uh, action really allows the O-line a lot more freedom inside. And, and it gets the defense west and east. So um, I expect a run-heavy focus with a lot of jet motion principles. And Berrios is going to be a big part. Elijah Moore will have to do it more if they want Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis on the field with them. Uh, but, yes, two tight end sets, too. Don't rule that out. Azuma and Conklin yeah. will get a lot of playing time at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, you spoke a little bit about the, the injuries along the offensive line. Of course, last season we mm-hmm. were missing our big left tackle, Makai Becton. Now it's looking like he's going to be back. They're talking about, you know, reports are surfacing that he's going to be around for the mandatory minicamp that we have coming up, so he's going to report – there's a lot of people that are excited about having him back. We haven't seen him in a while since he, you know, got that dislocated kneecap. But there are a lot of people, fans, even some beat writers that have been extremely critical of him, a lot of criticism coming his way. What are your thoughts on all the criticism from Makai Becton? What are your thoughts about some of the vitriol he kind of receives from the fan base? And do you think he'll win the New York Jets starting left tackle position? I actually think – and, yeah, they're, they're on the record, Sala and the coaching staff, as saying yeah. the left tackles up grabs with Fant and Beckton. But it's tough to remove Fant from that spot, considering how well he played last year. I do expect Beckton to join AVT on the right side after the dust settles. Mm. But it shouldn't be a huge thing because, listen, Beckton's, he's a he could be a molar on that right side with AVT. And then you have that power right side. AVT, it's – Shocking to move him after such a great rookie year at left guard. But when you can bring in a guy like Lincoln Tomlinson, you do it. And, you know, kudos to AVT for being such a team guy and, and going that direction in only a second year. Um, I expect Fant to be left tackle. That's going to be right tackle. And what do I make of him not being there right now? You know, he, he had a kid. So he's going through his uh, first round of it with uh, having a kid and being a father. Uh of course, an important situation. You want to give them space there, and I think the Jets are doing that. But at the same time, Salah told the, told the media, hey, Makai, trying to get a message to him, hey, Makai, will take care of you. So, mm-hmm. you know, mandatory camp is next week, Tuesday, Wednesday. They expect him to be there, and I'm pretty sure he will be there. Yeah. Now, again, everyone, we're speaking with Robbie Sabo, co-founder, of the Jets X Factor, at Robbie Sabo on Twitter. Phenomenal guy, knows the Jets back and forth, does a lot of great work, you know, scouting as well. These guys are really, really good over there at Jets X Factor. So, Robbie, now you talked a little bit about Lakeland Thomason. Can you speak about the impact that he's going to be able to have along this offensive line, especially with the familiarity that he has with this uh, offensive scheme? Yeah, Thomason, he should be good. I mean, he was a high draft pick, didn't fulfill his potential, 
uh, in Detroit and really caught legs in San Fran. He knows the offensive line coach, Benton, in New York, so he should fit in really well. He's great with the, Z, with the, with the outside zone scheme Shanahan loves uh, in the Shanahan system that LaFleur loves. So if, if as long as Beckton can stay healthy, this offensive line could be an upper third offensive line at the very least uh, this coming season. Yeah. They have excellent depth, too. I mean, if you look at the second unit, uh, Riley Reese, really good veteran tackle, visited, was it yesterday or today? Uh, sometime this yeah. week. So they're interested, interested, interested in signing him as well. If Reese comes in, you got Reese, Max Mitchell, Feeney, Herbig, McDermott, you have a second unit offensive line that rivals that would rival the starters in the Cagnan era. So the the big sign that a program is turning it around is when the, the lower third of the roster of the fifty three man depth chart is really starting to come into its own. Uh, you know, guys like Elijah Riley at safety. You know, Riley doesn't have the range to play too deep, but you know, he's got some intangibles that you love, that you want on that team. You know, he mixes it up. He's not afraid to, you know, do a little do a little of the dirty stuff on defense. And I'm not calling him a dirty player by any means, but I take, I'll take that guy on my team any day. You know, throw him on special teams, uh, be a nasty guy in, in practice. So I love what I see in terms of the lower third of this roster, and that's really the, the telltale sign that a program's starting to turn it around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, you know, looking at our offense, I'm I'm looking at our wide receiver core, and I I think we're really primed to make some strides there as well. We've added a weapon in Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. We're all excited about him taking the next step. So as you look along our wide receiver core, what type of impact do you think those two guys, you know, Elijah Moore, and Garrett Wilson, will have this upcoming season? Big impact. I mean, it's tough for rookie receivers and rookie tight ends in this league. Not because of the talent, that they don't have the talent, but because it, it takes a while to get used to reading defenses as a whole when route running. Garrett Wilson's a guy who, when he's route running against someone in man coverage one-on-one, he attacks the blind spots so well. Like If you watch his film, watch the way he sets up a corner. He'll attack the blind spot to make the corner turn to get his hips out of position. So I expect him to do that in year one. The problem is he's going to figure out how to read defenses as a whole read the whole defensive backfield and linebackers, all seven guys. So once he gets that, then he'll be in the top three for sure. Uh, but, you know, consider Barrios number four, I guess, right now. Um, mm-hmm. they got a lot of weapons. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore could do a little of that jet motion stuff, be on the outside. Barrios could be hybrid, you know, like that Debo Samuel-esque, you know, running back, jet motion receiver. I mean, I'm not comparing it to Debo, obviously. I think all Jets fans know that. But they have a lot of versatility and, and a lot of playmakers. You know, you got to be excited. Yeah, you do. Now, one thing, one guy that we're really looking to see take a step forward this this year as well and kind of appear and do something within the offense, offense is Denzel Mims. What are your thoughts about him going into this offseason? Do you think he's a guy that would be able to step up and have some type of production going forward within this offense here with the New York Jets? Yeah, Mims is interesting, right? I mean, he's got all the talent in the world, but yeah, that was the perfect segue after talking about route running because he comes mm-hmm. from a world of the world of the Big Twelve with Baylor, where you don't have to do much in terms of dissecting stuff, 
and that's been his major hurdle. Uh, he's a lot healthier this offseason. He looks better, but he's always had the talent, and we know this. The problem is everything else, you know, the intangibles, the getting the playbook down, um, the, the little stuff coaches love to see. So I would say this to Jets fans about Mims. You know, hope for the best, but, you know, smile and realize that this is not two years ago where you have to rely on Mims. He's your fifth. He's your sixth. You know, so consider that Joe Douglas has brought in so many people to rely on him. I think that's the, the best part of the story for sure. Yeah, and again, everyone, we're speaking with Robbie Sabo, co-founder of the Jets X Factor. Now, going over to the defensive side of the ball, Robbie, we've also made some changes, too, and I want to get your thoughts on these two guys. We were able to draft Jermaine Johnson, who I think is going to be phenomenal coming up within this defense. We get another edge rusher. Then we get Carl Lawson returning from injury. We're hoping to see, you know, where he's at, but he's a guy that was looking extremely promising for us after we snatched him up in free agency last season. Are you expecting the New York Jets' pass rush to be more ferocious than it's been in the past years? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at Salah, and a lot of Jets fans are upset about the uh, rotation talk that Ulbrich brought to the table uh, to the media last week where he said, you know, we're always going to rotate D linemen. Even the starters aren't going to play more than 45, 50% of the snaps. So fans are like, what, what do you mean? You know, big Q, Lawson, they're not going to play more than 30 snaps a game. Don't go crazy about that because that's the mindset coaches will have. But when it comes down to crunch time, you're going to want your best guys to play. So don't worry about that. They will always rotate. Once Salah got here, what did Douglas do? He attacked D-line in free agency, even in the draft this year, with Clemens and J.J., Jermaine Johnson. They are eight deep, nine deep, ten deep, and were deep last year until injuries happened. As long as they stay healthy. I mean, they got the guys to do it. The only question I have is, where's the beef? You know, Foley, they let Foley go to Jacksonville, and it makes sense because he's a traditional one-tech, three-four nose tackle. They're a four-three gap attacking scheme. But they didn't really replace Foley with a 320-pound guy. They have no big traditional run stuffers. And that's my only question because they really got hurt against the run last year. How are they going to handle it this year? Will will being lighter help them in the scheme? Uh, Can they adapt? Offenses are trying to run counters and misdirections and screens against them. Because you watched last year. How many screens destroyed this team when they attacked it? You know? Yeah, yeah. We got destroyed. The Falcons beat us like that. We played the Titans even though we won that game. They ran a lot of screens. Uh, Carolina ran screens against us, Robbie. You're speaking absolutely facts. We got eight up by screens last year left and right. Yeah, dude. So this scheme, I mean, it's the old Seattle scheme where you're attacking gaps and it's high risk, high reward. You know, you look for tackles in the backfield. But if it doesn't happen and, you know, offenses are running counters and misdirections and patient stuff that tries to get you on the backside – you can get hurt, and that's what happened with them last year. Uh, so can Sal get this group comfortable enough to have the awareness and, you know, and say, okay, what is this regroup? What is the offense trying to do to us right now? The question I have. Yeah, and, and let me tell you something. When you look at this defense, a lot of people 
you know, I know you talked about the beef along the defensive line getting big guys, but a lot of people are looking at this linebacking core, and they're saying it's a little weak. Outside of C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams, a lot of people are looking around going, hey, you know, what's going on with this core? That's why a lot of people were uh, extremely excited when they heard the talk about, you know, K1 Alexander possibly becoming a New York Jet. We'll see what's going on with that continuing to go forward. But with a lot of fans and a lot of other people around the media talking about how weak the Jets linebacker core is, do you agree with that thought? Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, on paper, it's it's not impressive. You got C.J. Mosley, who his C.J. Mosley is a great veteran. Uh, but the fact is he's only played one full season in the last three. You know, that's that's tough. And what's his age now, 29? Is he 30 yet? It's close. Um, I don't know his exact age, but it's – Jamie and Sherwood is right behind him. I know his leadership is great. He's the backup Mike. He, Quincy Williams has to show up this year. He's going to be the starting Sam, the strong linebacker. And on the weak side, you got Hamsa. Maybe Sherwood is going to battle him on the will. It's it's definitely bare. So they have a lot of questions at line. Uh, and just like the D-line, they're embracing the new NFL, where it's lighter, where it's quicker. They don't want the bigger guys. They want speed, uh, sideline to sideline. So we'll see. It's a major question mark coming in. Yeah. And, again, everyone, we're speaking with Robbie Sabo, co-founder of the Jets X Factor. He's given us a lot of great takes. Listen, Robbie, this is going to be my final question for you. You've given us so many great takes tonight talking about the New York Jets. With Sauce Garner added to our cornerback group, man, how are you feeling about this Jets cornerback position at this point? What are your thoughts about all the competition that's going to be there? And do you think that Bryce Hall is going to be able to hold on to that number one cornerback spot? No, he won't be able to hold on. And it's not even because of Bryce Hall. The thing is, I love this cornerback group. I loved it last year. Michael Carter is going to be, I think, one of the best slot corners in the league eventually. Uh, watch him make strides this year. He, he, his football IQ was excellent because he played a lot of safety in college. Uh, I don't know what he played in high school, but he played a lot of safety in college. He could play safety at the NFL level, but, you know, slot corner is very valuable. The question, yeah, this is a good thing for the Jets. They have versatility. Sauce, he's the only rookie right now where you could say lock him in as a starter, not even Garrett Wilson. Do I think Garrett Wilson is going to start eventually? Absolutely. But this coaching staff abides by the rookies have to earn it first mentality, and I like that. Sauce is just that, that talented where he's the number one corner, DJ Reed's number two opposite him, and then you got Michael Carter in the slot with Bryce Hall on the outside looking in. But the good thing is the versatility D.J. Reed played a lot of slot in Seattle during his earlier years in the NFL. You could put D.J. Reed in the slot if he's willing. They send him to a big deal to play outside, but I think he's a team guy enough to play slot. And then that gets Bryce Hall on the opposite side of Sauce Gardner outside. So having that versatility, MC2 or Reed in the slot gets Bryce Hall or Michael Carter in there. They got four good guys there. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Robbie. I'm excited to see this battle. I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm a big Bryce Hall guy. Okay, that Ooh, guy played okay. very well for us. No, no. Look, I, I think Sauce is phenomenal. Don't, don't. Yeah. I don't want anybody to get confused here. I love Sauce. I love that we took him in the draft. I'm a big Bryce Hall guy. I think he's good, but we'll see who gets that because he is not going to give that number one corner, quarterback spot up no. willingly. 
He's gonna fight. No, he's, he's gonna fight. I keep telling people he's gonna fight. But oh yeah, bro, when he's I, I out like there, too. oh man, Dude, yeah. I, I love Paul too. He's really fundamentally sound. He, his technique yeah. is great. It, it, the, the matter is, Paul and Gardner can't play inside. That's very tough for both of them. Uh, they're taller guys. They're lankier. So it'll come down to Reed. Will Reed be willing to play inside? And if so, then that opens it up for Hall on the outside. Um, you know, and injuries too. Listen, these guys never stay healthy. So having four guys, yeah. Hall's going to be a big, big contributor. And, hey, we saw Pinnock play safety last year as well. Uh, what if Carter plays safety, a little safety at times, where they have a nickel or dime look and Carter moves to safety and Hall's that third corner? With Reed in the slot, they have a lot of different options. And so I'm with you. I love Bryce Hall, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, we'll see. But, Robbie, listen, this was phenomenal to speak with you tonight, man. Oh, man, you gave us so many great takes, a lot of great looks at the Jets from your perspective. Before I let you go, Robbie, give everybody, give my entire audience just everything they can do to get in contact with you. Talk about, tell them about the Jets X Factor. Let them know about your social media as well, man. Give them every way they can get in contact with you to talk Jets with you. Yeah, uh, JetsXFactor.com, J-E-T-S-X-Factor, no hyphen, JetsXFactor.com. We also have an app on uh, the App Store and Google Play. Uh, a lot of good writers, Michael Nania, Joe Blewett breaking down film, Nania with the analytics, uh, Andrew Golden, Vitor Pavia, a lot of guys. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of individuals. Uh, Rivka, who's, she's an excellent analytics writer who we just brought on board. Uh, Jets X Factor on YouTube, and then Twitter, of course, too, where everyone pretty much resides. Uh, and by the way, don't for you fans out there, don't overreact to anything in the OTA with the OTAs and fall games. <laughs> any, any, of course, doesn't, doesn't matter if it's coming from me. Uh, don't overreact to anything I say or anyone else says. Let it unfold. <laughs> I know it's tough. I I know it's tough because you can't watch it, but hey, it's. Week one will be here soon enough, and Zach Wilson looks pretty good. I saw him on Wednesday when I was at practice. Uh, So, at Robbie Sabo on Twitter with a Y, like Robbie Anderson, although I heard Robbie Anderson switch to IE recently, which I haven't Mm -hmm. forgave him for. (laughs) And uh, I I don't know why he would do that. R-O-B-B-Y, so much nicer than IE. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hey, you know, the the sun god's there to do what he's got to do, you know, so he just wants to <laughs> make a change, change it up, you know, he's he's with his yeah, new squad, he's so he's do doing his he, thing. Yeah, he's got to do what he's got to do, but we have no idea what he's doing, you know, no <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> Well, Robbie, listen, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show. You have yourself a good night, my friend. All right, Robbie's show, appreciate it. All right, you have a good one. Listen, that was Robbie Sabo coming on, giving us some takes, man. I love that. Listen, he says some things. He says some things. He's thinking Bryce Hall and Sauce Garner are going to be on the outside. Surprising to hear him talk about, you know, Makai Becton possibly being the New York Jets starting right tackle and not left tackle. Ooh, that's, that's a take. You know, because I'm a guy that's kind of big on Makai Becton, you know, winning that left tackle position. I understand that George Fant played phenomenally last for us last season at left tackle. He played very well. But let me tell you something. Makai Becton, when healthy, I think is 
he's a different kind of guy, man. He's a different kind of guy. When he was healthy for us, you know, that, that rookie season, there was a lot of talk about him being a top left tackle in this league. And I'm not saying that just to be saying that. I'm not saying that because I'm a homer. I know some people are going to be like, oh, well, you're a Jets fan, Joe. You love the team. You're just going to say whatever. No, I'm telling you right now, okay, that there were people out there saying that, hey, Makai Becton is a top tackle in this league. Damian Woody talked about it, all these guys. And we know that Makai Becton has gone through a lot ever since that dislocated Mm -hmm. kneecap. There was a lot of talk about him, you know, coming back in a certain amount of time, and that didn't happen. It didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? We thought he was going to come back later on in the season. And let me tell you something. (laughs) When that time came and he didn't come back, things started swirling. There was a lot of rumors flying around, a lot of rumors flying around about him that, you know, the New York Jets, uh, you know, internal, there was a lot of sources floating around to our, our beat writers saying that, you know, internally that the Jets weren't happy with him, that he wasn't working hard enough to get back, that he was out of shape. There was a lot of talk about that stuff, but, you know, Sulla initially came out and said, hey, he's just a big guy. It's not healing like we thought it would heal. You know, it would be a miracle if he come back. And then he never came back, sat on that sidelines, and ended the season, you know, still injured and dealing with the situation. But I think where some of the heat started to really, you know, get going is when, when they talked to Sulla at the Senior Bowl. Robbie said it, talked about it a little bit as well. You know, and I remember Robert Sulla coming and when the media asked him about Beckton, he came out and said, hey, Beckton's got to reinsert himself. And that's when he dropped that Beckton would have to compete for that left tackle position. And I think that that's where a lot of Jets fans were kind of put on their heels a little bit because this was a guy we took in the first round. This is a guy that before that injury we were talking about, you know, was serious business here, one of the better tackles in the league. We talked about that. And uh, to go from that to – you know, him competing for the left tackle position was like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? We were all kind of shocked at that situation. And, uh, you know, it was then the rumors started swirling again about him possibly being out of shape again and all these other things, right? And I look at the situation like this. I understand that a lot of people are looking at him now. Again, mandatory mini camps are coming. I believe it's the 14th, uh, June 14th through the 16th. Listen, mandatory mini camps are coming. And if you look at everything that's been going on, Makai Becton is working his butt off. He looks like he's ready to go. He's looking like he's in shape. To be completely honest, I remember last season he was posting pictures, you know, posting videos at the facility before, you know, the, the, during the offseason stuff, and he was shredded last season. He looked better coming into last season than he did his rookie year. I remember that. I remember looking and being like, whoa, you know. And – uh He's looking good, man, and I know he's gone back and forth with a lot of Jets fans on social media. He's had a lot to say to a lot of Jets fans as well. Uh, not so positive things, but a lot of the Jets fans have been tweeting him not so positive things as well. He's tweeted his name to Big Bust, okay? I think he's taking a lot of this stuff in, man. He's taking a lot of this stuff in, and he is going to use a lot of this negativity as motivation motivation to get things rolling, motivation to prove a lot of people wrong. That's what I think he's going to do, you know. And that injury, again, there was a lot of gust up about that injury. And, you know, Duke Mayweather, I remember, came out. And Duke Mayweather is a guy that works with him. That's his trainer. I remember Duke Mayweather coming out and saying that the injury that Makai Beckton had was worse than what was reported. He didn't say – 
exactly what the injury was, right? But he said, he told a fan this that was going back and forth, and the fan was saying not so nice things about Makai Becton to Duke Mayweather. And Duke came out and said, if you ever thought that Makai Becton was coming back from that injury, you were wrong. He was never going to come back in that amount of time. The injury was more serious than being reported. So that's something to take into account as well, because I remember seeing that and being like, whoa, kind of blown back a little bit that he was so transparent. But Duke is his trainer, and this is a guy that, you know, is working with him constantly. And, again, with him not coming back, that kind of leads credence to what Duke was saying. But I cannot wait to see Makai this year. I cannot wait to see what he's going to bring to the table, because in my mind, again, when he is healthy, he is a top, one of the top tackles in this league, real talk. It's insane. I remember the first year, a lot of people were arguing that he was the best player on our offense, and it was hard to disagree with that. It truly, truly was. So we're going to get to these lines. Phenomenal to speak with Robbie. Love talking to him. We're going to talk Jets, man. We're going to talk Jets tonight. A lot of things going on. We got OTAs rolling on. The Wilson, the Wilson connection, Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson, they're finding their connection. We've seen a lot of good things out of Zach Wilson as well. A lot of people talking about how comfortable he feels with an offense, Robert Sella, comes out, came out and talked about how he's looking at Zach and seeing how comfortable he is. Again, like Robbie said as well, this is just OTAs, all right? Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's not get too crazy. But it's exciting to see our quarterback or our offense, our players go out there and do some of the things they're doing. Even though it's not, you know, in pass, they're not hitting, they're not just trying to destroy each other, nothing like that. But it's exciting to see them go out there and perform soft. Sauce Garner's going out there, and there's a lot of talk about him locking some guys up, not only locking certain wide receivers up, but letting them know about it, okay? He's letting them know about it. That's all I'm saying. He's letting them know. He's a savage. You know, that's all I'm saying. So I've heard Sauce is locking people up, and he's letting people know. You know what I'm saying? So OTA is underway. Again, we got mandatory mini camps coming up, too. June 14th through 16th, everybody's expected to report. So a lot of exciting things to talk about when you talk about the New York Jets. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. The lines are open. Please, when you call in, you know, be respectful, all right? <laughs> I know I have new callers, okay? I see you. Listen. Don't call into my show cursing because I'll get you out of here. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got Jamal Adams out here. Get you out Woo! Feels good. Feels damn good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Feels good. You talked all that trash because you didn't want to be part of a rebuild. Now you're in Seattle and you're part of a rebuild. <laughs> Salute. <laughs> So we're going to get to these lines again, 515 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. If you're watching the stream, no matter where you're watching me from, please give the stream a thumbs up, okay? Please give the stream a thumbs up. Share the stream as well with your friends and your family. If you like to give to the stream, the Super Chat's up there. You don't want to go through the Super Chat. Cash app is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you get to the platform is greatly appreciated. So, First call I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to my guy, Steve, man. I'm going to Steve. Steve, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Steve. Listen, we got a lot to talk about, man. A lot of things going on. A lot of things have been said. 
A lot of people talking about Makai Becton, man. He's going to be reporting a mandatory minicamp. Do you think that he deserves some of the criticism he's got so far, you know, with him being out? And what are your expectations of him, you know, coming back? Do you think he'll win that, uh, that starting left tackle position? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on your show, man. It's always a pleasure talking with you, man. It's always fun talking to you. Um, you know something, Joe? I, I hate the fact how when Jet fans, when some Jet fans were saying, "Oh, why is Makai Becton not attending OTAs?" Because of the, because you know, obviously, him and his girlfriend ended up having a baby, so he had a good reason why. And OTAs are are not really the important practice, but it is a good thing he's going to be a mandatory minicamp. But let me tell you something. When I watched his workouts, because I've seen him post his workouts, let me tell you, when he works out, he's an animal. He he is an animal when he works out in, in his videos. You know, the thing is, Joe, is that, is that I hate how Jet fans are being so crucial. And, and even the same thing yesterday. Okay, Zach Wilson didn't have a good practice yesterday. And now, and now, like, the recorders are freaking out. Like, why is Zach Wilson not looking good today? And even some Jet fans are even saying, oh, come on, it's just practice. It's just practice. Mm-hmm. Come on. Obviously, Zach Wilson's going to be rusty, you know, on, on some days. And, you know, it's obviously going to happen, too, you know, when, um, when, you know, when the first training camp practice comes. But, obviously, we got mandatory minicamp. So, you, you, you know, it's just, it's just the thing is I don't understand from these reporters at all and it's absolutely crazy. And listen to this, Joe, before I let you talk. So mm-hmm. ESPN predicts, listen to this, ESPN predicts that the Jets will have the number one pick going into 2023. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. What's going on with that? We're only in June right now, and you guys are talking about 2023? We haven't even started the season yet. Training camp hasn't started. Preseason hasn't started. The regular season hasn't started. And you guys are going to start talking about 2023? ESPN Mm -hmm. just wants us to suck. That's the whole storyline. ESPN just wants us to suck. Steve, I I mean, uh, salutes to you, Steve. Listen, Steve is – Steve, listen, this is not new, okay? Uh, The media, the national media, dumping on the New York Jets, always having something negative to say about us, it's nothing new. You know, it's insane to think that we're going to have the first pick in the draft would mean we'd be completely awful. And if you look at this upgraded roster, we've upgraded in so many spots, right? One of our biggest issues, pass rush, we've addressed that. We've got multiple weapons for, the, for, the, uh, for our young quarterback. We've really revamped the offensive line with additions. We're getting Makai Becton back, who looks like he's going to be healthy this upcoming season. How can you look at this line and say it's going to be as bad as it's been in the past? You can't. You look at our wide receiver core, we have multiple guys, okay? Multiple weapons. This is not years past. This is multiple weapons. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios, Garrett Wilson. You know, the names continue on, right? We're looking to see what Mims, if Mims can step up, wow, then we, we have, like, legit five weapons. It's like, come on, man. How can you look at this team and say that we're going to be that bad this year? We're going to be competing. We're going to be fighting. We're going to be out there doing our thing. Go ahead, Steve. Let off. Go ahead. Say what you got to say. Listen, okay. Now, here is my thing about this, Joe. Do I see the Jets as a playoff team this year? As of right now, probably not. But the thing is, Joe, is that what ESPN 
And what the national media wants is they want the Jets to continue to be one of those clown shows. Like, they want us, they always, they always want to see the Jets suck. Because here's the thing. When the Jets win a game and when they actually beat a good team, the media actually will stay silent at times, and then they'll start saying, oh, the Jets are now going to be great and all this. Listen, the thing is about this season is this is the Zach Wilson era of year two and the year mm-hmm. two of Robert Sala. And listen, we finally have a front office now that actually finally knows how to develop players, how to, how to build a good football team for the future. I, I mean, listen, you know, in the years the past, we, we, we never really, we've never really had that kind of stuff. And when you look at the situation, Joe, is that why, why is the media criticizing Wilson? Oh, because he threw an interception? Well, guess what? Every quarterback throws an, inter, an, an inter, interception in this league. It's not just Zach Wilson. They, they got to be like, oh, you know, Zach Wilson's going to suck. And, and now I'm going to talk about one thing. Brady well, hold on, Quinn. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Brady hold on Quinn. Hold on, hold on a second there, Steve, because that's what, that's what I was about to get there with you as well. You talked a lot about ESPN and that national media. There's other people attacking, you know, the football team as well. You had a guy like Daniel Kelly, former Jet Scout. He came out saying that Joe Douglas has built a last-place team. I mean, that's a little crazy. Then, like you were alluding to as well, Brady Quinn t- comes out, and he's talking about how the New York Jets should look to move on from Zach Wilson. I mean, give me your takes about that, man. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, Brady Quinn, you have no right to talk. You are a draft bust yourself. Sit your butt on the chair. You are a draft bust yourself. You know, know, the thing is, Joe, you you know, Joe, the thing is, Joe, it's just the thing is everybody just wants to make fun of the Jets. Everyone does. Now, listen, I understand that we're still in this very tough division. Here, here is the thing about this division that I want to talk to you about. You got Buffalo in this division. They're the best team in the division. You know, I, I can understand with us not almost ready to compete with Buffalo just yet. Then you've got New England. I mean, listen, obviously the thing about New England is I know a lot of people are saying this year that New England may not be as good because of the fact that they lost a lot of their key players. But the one thing is about New England is they still have Bill Belichick. Then they're even mm-hmm. saying Miami is going to be competing because of the whole thing with Miami getting Tyreek Hill. Well, let me tell you something right now. Miami may get Tyreek Hill, but Tyreek Hill is, doesn't have Patrick Mahomes anymore. He has two nope. Atunga Viola now as his quarterback. <laughs> now, listen, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying Tua is a bad quarterback. I'm saying Tua is decent. But, I mean, I don't know what kind of connection him and Tyreek are going to have. When, when they're going up, when they're going up against, and if you remember, when we tried to go out and get Tyreek Hill, if you remember that whole story, Joe, when we tried to yeah. go out and get Tyreek Hill, we offered yeah. more for Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. than Miami did. The reason why he won, he chose to go to Miami was for two reasons. Number one, Tyreek Hill is from Miami. He wanted to play close to home, and number two, he just feels that the Dolphins were were in a much better position than the Jets were. Well, you know something? Now we're going to see what happens on the field. Yeah, we are. I mean, Steve, you're starting off hot, man. Look, I'm a, a lot of people talking crazy about the New York Jets, and Steve has had enough of it. Now, let's go back to the, to the, to the play, Steve, because I want to talk to you about this line. The New York Jets had a visit with Riley Reef 
recently, would you be excited to have to see him become a New York Jet to kind of, you know, help us sure up this Jets offensive line depth? Don't you think he would be a quality signing for us? Yeah, no, it would definitely be a nice signing, uh, Riley Reed, because he's a veteran. And I think he was a former Minnesota Viking or Cincinnati Bengal. I, I forgot what team he was mm-hmm. from. It was mm-hmm. one of those two teams. But the thing is, though, he's a veteran offensive lineman, and he could definitely and he could definitely help us out if the Jets do sign him. Now, the thing is, though, Joe, when I look at this team, obviously we've got the mandatory minicamp next week, and then after when the three practices of next Tuesday, Thursday, uh, next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday a mandatory mm-hmm. camp is over. Then the Jets go on their vacation. They go on their vacation. You know, they're going to have some time off from the middle of June to the end of July. And then, you know, there, there are some positivities that are going around, Joe. You want to know what those positivities are? Listen to this. Zach Wilson is going to get his wide receivers and tight ends together, and they're going to work out over the summer. Fact and I know oh, yeah. he's going to do some more workouts, and even the defensive players are going to get together to work out. How could you not say that this is a team that wants to be together, that wants to compete, that wants to do this and that? You know, some people are going to say, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to do any workouts. I'm just going to wait until training camp. Let me tell you something. The Jets know that they want to compete this year. I'm not saying compete for the division title, but at least to compete to make this division interesting. Steve is bringing the fire. Steve, you're Joe, talking that another talk. thing also this is really a phenomenal quickly, call Joe. for me. This is a Joe. phenomenal hey, Joe. call. Hey, Joe. Go ahead, Steve. Joe, go Joe, ahead. Joe. Go ahead. Go ahead. What about the comments that, and this is a guy I can't stand on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith. The way how he talks about our team. Oh, my God. It's sometimes, sometimes the way how he talks about our team being bad like that, sometimes he deserves to have a sucker punch to the face. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, 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 not, let's, let's, not, let's not do violence. You know, let's not do violence. Let's go down there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I feel you, Steve. I'm, I'm upset as well. I get upset when people talk about the New York Jets, but, you know, don't, don't do the violence, Steve. Don't, don't Joe, go, Joe, don't I go apologize for that, Joe. Joe, I'm sorry if that came out of my mouth. If that it's came right, out of my right. mouth, I do apologize. I yeah, respect your right, show, Steve. man. Love your show. Listen, it's all right, Steve. I understand. I've been angry as well. I'm angry, but don't let them take you there, Steve. Don't let them take you there. Just keep the high road going, man. But listen, some, I hear It's you. just sometimes when, when Stephen A. Smith talks about our mm-hmm. team like that, Honestly, there are even some times where Stephen A. Smith at times doesn't even know what he's talking about. And when mm-hmm. he's wrong about something, Joe, he doesn't take criticism at all when, when yep. he's wrong about something. Honestly, to me, he's one of the worst. He is one of the worst ESPN um, announcers that I've ever seen. He's one of the worst when, whenever when it comes to this. So, Joe, let me just tell you something. I'm excited about when training camp comes around and, you know, when, when it comes to the Jets, when it comes to the Jets getting ready for the season. But, Joe, now before I let you go, I know I give you some topics to talk about. When we, when, obviously, the last time we spoke, we did talk a little bit about the Johnson. So I guess now my question is to you is this. You know, looking at, at where the Jets are now, I want you to give me your thoughts, your thoughts on, like, like some of the, the past coaches we had. Now, 
I know you hated Adam Gaze. Obviously, I'm not going to talk about Adam Gaze with you. But when mm-hmm. Todd Bowles was our coach, what did you think of Todd Bowles? Because, listen, I know you weren't a fan of him, but mm-hmm. but he was a respectable guy around the locker room, and players did like playing for him. Well, you know, and, and listen, Steve, it's, it, again, it's been a phenomenal call from you, so I'll, I'll let you uh, answer this and then I'll let you go. But, listen, I thought that Todd Bowles was a guy that before we got him we were extremely excited about, but there was just a lot of issues. And I know that he's gone, you know, to Tampa, and he's Tampa's, you know, head coach right now, did a phenomenal job as their defensive coordinator. You know, they won a Super Bowl with him uh, putting things together. But here that stuff just didn't materialize. I remember one of the things that used to upset me a lot about him was, hey, his calling card was supposedly supposed to be the defense. The defense, his, his scheme, and everything was supposed to work out, and it just never worked out here. I remember guys just not playing up to their full potential, and some of the times he would put guys in positions to not be able to really make the play type of plays they had. I remember one year we had, you know, Sheldon Richardson, Muhammad Wilkerson, we had snacks, and he could not figure out how to get those guys, you know, put them together along the defensive line and just allow them to dominate. We weren't a team that was – dominating up front the way we should have. I remember we had guys that were constantly getting penalized. A Buster Screen was one of those guys. He would never bench him. Uh, guys would go out there and often look lost. We would sleepwalk on road games. We would come out on the road and just get blown away. There was a lot of issues going on when he was here, particularly, especially offensively as well. As offensive coordinators, he would fire them often. He fired his special teams coordinators often. There was just so many issues when Bowles was here, but you know, that was the McCagnan era, too. So we had issues getting talent. We had issues keeping talent. Or we had issues getting talent. We had issues, you know, you know, doing stuff and putting it out there on the field. But not just the talent-wise as well. One of the things that really used to irk me about him, too, was his horrific in-game decisions. He had bad clock management, bad game decisions, and bad, just like a lot of bad coaching mistakes. So, yeah, you know, no. I, and Bowles, yo, I, listen. I wish him nothing but the best going on, you know, going forward with him. I wish him nothing but the best in Tampa. He's done his thing. He's got a ring, you know, defensive coordinator, dear, phenomenal things, but it just was not working out here. So I'll give you the final word yeah. before I let you go. Give me your thoughts, man. Yeah, Joe, this is my thing about Todd Bowles. You know, listen, Todd Bowles was a very, very nice guy. And when he – and listen, the Jet players did talk very high about him when he was the coach of the team. And he was very, very well respected by the locker room. But unfortunately, Joe, I do agree with you. After the first year in 2015 when we went 10-6 and and he almost got us to the playoffs that year. But the thing was, Joe, he was a nice guy. He just unfortunately could never get the job done right, unfortunately. He, you know, but listen, I do agree with you. Even after when he was fired, I did wish him the best of luck. And here was the thing, Joe, I'll just tell you something, one last thing. On the day when we hired Adam Gaze, you know what I said to myself after when we hired Adam Gaze back in 2019? I missed Todd Bowles already. <laughs> and that's what I, I said. Listen. Hey, Joe, thank you so much. Listen, it's been phenomenal to speak with you, Steve. Again, I want to thank him for calling in. You know, Adam Gaze, that was that was a horrific signing. Horrific, you know. I'm so glad that we have Robert Sulla here to handle business. You know what I'm saying? That change 
when you look at where our organization is going, how we're handling business now is completely different than how we've handled it in the past. So, again, Salusa Steve, I want to thank you for calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Mac. Mac on the line, the Ohio fan club, my guys out there. Salutes to you, Mac. How are you feeling today, my friend? Joe, been a long time. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right, man. Listen, we're talking about a lot tonight. OTAs were underway. A lot of good things that we saw out there, but there's a lot of talk, man. Makai Becton, we're talking this offensive line. A lot of people anticipating him coming back for the mandatory mini camp that we have coming. Give me your thoughts on Makai Becton, man, and do you think he'll be able to win that starting left tackle position with the New York Jets? First of all, Joe, good talking to you. I just started my lawnmower thinking I'd be on hold for a while, and you, and you picked up. So uh, I was standing in almost exactly the same spot a couple of years ago when you and I both agreed that we should not take Makai Becton. Uh, that mm. being said – we just thought he was too big and he was going to be too prone to injury. Now, that being mm-hmm. said, good first year. And the second year, the Jets miscommunicated his injury. So we're all thinking mm-hmm. he's a slacker for not coming back. And the guy really needed that time to heal. Um, you know, I haven't heard how he looks. I mean, is the guy in shape? I mean, that's a big thing for me. What do you heard? Yeah, I mean, I look at it, I mean, not even what we've heard. We've seen videos. He's out there working. Duke Mayweather, is, and again, that's a guy that works with him. He's posted a lot of videos of Makai at their facility working out. To me, he looks good. He, he looks like he's back, you know, in solid shape. Um, I think the big thing going forward is seeing how that knee holds up. And, of course, we're not going to really see that until they put on those pads, we get out there. But I think that Makai is sitting back at this point, really looking and seeing what's going on. You clearly know, you know, we know, we see him on social media, that he is absolutely aware of what a lot of people have said about him and about what he's, you know, could possibly bring to the table. And he's also very aware of the naysayers. And he's a guy that's going to utilize this as motivation going forward. And I think that he's going to come out and put some things together. Now, my thing is, you know, if he's fully healthy, to me, he's the ipto facto left tackle here for the New York Jets. What are your thoughts about that? Do you think George Fant will be able to beat him out and keep the left tackle position for himself? You know, I, I don't know. i got to leave that up to somebody smarter than me, Joe. I mean, Fant's a very good uh, a very good uh, pass protector. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I just got to trust in the coaching staff that they're going to make the right call. You know, what, what I really can't wait to see is we're going to be road grading people this year and running the yep. ball down their throat with Brees Hall and people forget what that does for a young quarterback and what it does for your passing game. So I'm very excited about that, Joe. Yeah. You're speaking facts and I've been talking about that constantly these past couple of weeks. Well, you know, especially after we drafted Brees Hall, I was a little surprised that we took him in the second round. I thought we would go elsewhere, but when we, cause we were sitting here live when that happened and I thought about it and I said, you know what? It makes sense because all of the some of the moves that we've made really lend credence to the fact that we're going to be running the football. And we talked about this last season, sitting down, watching games together. We're in a run-first offense, okay? This Shanahan offense is about getting the run going. You watch the Niners, they run the football. And that opens up other things as well, and you talked about it. It opens up 
options for your play calls, especially when you're talking about play action. Last year when we tried to run play action, teams weren't biting because we couldn't run the damn ball. (laughs) There was nobody that was going to be afraid of that. As a matter of fact, what a lot of teams did to us was they stacked the box because they knew we couldn't run the football. And then they said, hey, we're going to send the house at Zach Wilson, and we're going to figure things out that way. And we saw what? Zach Wilson take a bunch of shots. He was often pressured. He would back up. He would throw interceptions. There was a lot of issues with that. Well, when you add a run game, right, and you have more of a balanced offense, it throws off what the defense can do to you. Now they can't come out and just pin their ears back. They have to worry about other things, especially when you look at other weapons that we've been able to add and Conklin and, you know, uh, Uzama as well. Those two tight ends, hey, you sleep on those guys, and guess what? They'll come out and they'll uh, catch the football as well. So having those hands, being able to run the football affects everything, like you said, as well, and it makes it easier for Zach Wilson as a young quarterback here. You know what I mean, Mac? Hey, hey Joe, you know what? Anybody who's been watching the Jets going back into the 80s like an old guy like me, you know, the Jets Mm -hmm. are good when they run the football. And, you know, football football is all about making people do what they don't want to do and getting the numbers mm-hmm. mismatched, mismatched. And, you know, if we run the ball well, which I believe we're going to, go ahead, walk up your safeties. Go ahead. I can't wait. You know what I mean? Walk them up. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm about. Now, the New York Jets also brought in a guy to really help along the offensive line depth. They brought him in for a visit this week, Riley Reese. Give me your thoughts about him, man. Do you think he's a guy that the New York Jets should look to maybe sign on a one-year deal, you know, to keep him, have him come in and give us, you know, quality depth support along the offensive line? Hey, my son disagrees with me. He says, you know, we want to get uh, another interior run stopper, which I will agree with, um, mm-hmm. and also maybe help at, uh, at safety or linebacker. But, you know, for me, number one on the list, we got to score points in this league, and I know they're talking about sliding Vera Tucker to a tackle if we got it and all that, but for my money, I know he ain't Morgan Moses, but that guy's a pro. If we can get him in here to back up left tackle when Fant and Orbeckton go down, because they will, then we're not going to suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, like you said as well, we've seen injuries along our offensive line. I think bringing in Reef signing him to, you know, a, a good deal that works for us, works for him, having him come in and give us some qu- uh, quality offensive line depth would do wonders for us. We got him, we got Max Mitchell, we got other guys as well that can help. That would really shore things up. And, again, we've seen in the past where guys have went down for maybe a game or two, and we had guys be able to come in and fill those spots. If you still have quality offensive line, you know, depth, then that, that goes a long way here. And, again, like you talked about as well, when we had Makai Beckton go down last year, we moved Fant over to that left spot, and Morgan Moses was able to, you know, fill in at that right tackle, and things didn't just completely fall apart there. So I would like to see Reese brought in as well. Now, listen, OTAs are underway, and, again, we're not making too much of OTAs, Mac. It's just starting out. You know, it's just guys going out there, not, you know, super padded up. They're going out there, they're – playing but let me tell you something we're hearing a lot of positive things about the connection between zach wilson and garrett wilson man does that excite you that these two young guys are being able to just put things together and they're looking like they can go out there and really perform and build that connection on the field joe my last comment and i got to get back to my eight inch grass right um okay go ahead now I, i i like what zach's doing traveling around you know tight end university 
picking up with these receivers, but I watched some OTA film last week, and I thought, man, this stuff's half speed. It's lingerie football, Joe, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are in their shorts and T-shirts, and it, it's more or less a walkthrough. I don't know if the mandatory got a little more intense. I just don't want guys to get hurt, man, you know? Yep. Don't get any major yep. guys hurt. But, yep. hey, Joe, Listen, great I show, hear- great talking to you. Thank you. You have yourself a good one, Mac. Listen, Mac calling in with <laughs> We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers, okay? Lines are hot. Please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Again, if you're watching, wherever you're watching me from, please give the stream a thumbs up. Also, subscribe if you have not subscribed, all right? hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, okay? Now we're going to keep getting to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Dale. I think this is my guy, Dale. Dale, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Dale. Dale, I need you to clean up your background just a little bit, all right? Now listen, Dale, I'm telling you, there's a lot going on here with the New York Jets. I know that you're a guy kind of on the outside looking in, you know what I'm saying? Give me your thoughts about – what we're seeing out there with a lot of fans that are talking about Makai Beckton and what he can bring to the table. How are you feeling about him, Dale? Do you think he'll win the New York Jets starting left tackle position? Joe, hello? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, great. Uh, how's it going, Joe? Uh, it's, uh, how's the weather over there? So it's in California, cause it's really nice over here. So it's starting to be mundane. I was just wondering. It's good, man. It's good. Give me your thoughts about Makai Beckton, man. Um, well, I, I'm excited for you guys. Um, when you think about the offensive line, right, it's like the run game, I think about how important that is to have for a rookie. You know, it's like you, 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 the defenses, they're already, you know, ready to prey on you, right? And you need the offensive mm-hmm. line, obviously, to protect you from, in the passing game, right? But without the run game, you don't have the threat of the play. Uh, like you said, play action is useless. So at that point, they just know to stack the box and just to go right at them. And he's such a small guy, you know, so it's like it's not like it's hard to, to really get at him. But the, th- the thing I'm excited for Makai is just you just – I'm a sucker for an inspirational story, you know. Like, he, he has a good rookie year, then he gets injured. And, yeah, I think that's, that was a knock against him was, you know, oh, he, he – I think it's just – that's just like – I don't, I don't want to be rude. You would say, like, the jet mindset, but, like, you know, it's like – it always has to be the worst case scenario, you know. You know, you have to assume the worst. But I, that's on like the, the coach. I guess Robert, like the organization, just kept that hidden, you know, that it was like a more serious injury. And it's, it's kind of sad actually when you think about it, that our trainer on Twitter has to go out and defend his client and to tell the truth, you know, to get people off his back, you know. But I'm excited for him. I, but I did a good, pretty good job last year, all things considered. But, um. It's, 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 I think it's interesting to think about what direction they'll go because, you know, last year, you, I'm sure you, I've heard a lot of post-game and a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, reaction. People like, Robert, does, he, his problem was, like, he, it doesn't seem like he held people accountable. I mean, that's why you guys were excited for him was because he's going to hold people accountable. He, you know, he's going to be like that tough guy but not too tough. But I, I think the first year, he, you know, he's first year head coach trying to eat people in. But I think whether or not he wins it or not, I think the, if he doesn't win, I think it's a good sign for the team in general that 
if he maybe he's not ready at the beginning of the season, but it would be good to know that you know the coaching staff is holding people accountable and that they do are they're not just handing out the jobs that you have to earn it. So I think that's a good sign for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it is. And listen, Dale. Again, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. It was phenomenal to speak to you. Dale had a little little background, but it was always good to talk to him and have him give his take because he's a guy again. That's not a Jets fan. He's on the outside looking in. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I want to thank Dale for calling in. Phenomenal call. We'll keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number call in. Next, I'm going to 914. 914, I'm coming directly to you. Salute to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, there's a lot to talk about here, okay? The New York Jets, we got a lot to discuss. You got OTAs, you know, they're just kind of closing up today. A lot of things we saw out there. Listen, give me your thoughts about a lot of people talking about Zach Wilson, man. He had some good days. I think yesterday they were saying he had a bad day. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson and how he's looked so far. We heard uh, Robert Sella come out and say that Zach looks a lot more comfortable in the offense as well. How are you feeling about his performance just in OTAs, man? Well, first off, hi. How are you doing, Long Beach? How's it going? <laughs> but, and also, before you, I, I, you know, it's obviously, I don't know if you saw this up, but Jets Nation unfortunately lost another member this this week. Unfortunately, former left guard in Super Bowl three champion Bob Talamini passed away. So I thought we could begin with a quick moment of silence. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ooh, honestly, go ahead. Okay. Get rest in peace to him too. Yeah, no. If you want, I found it. Apparently, he had an in, they interviewed him after the Super Bowl. If you want to, I could tweet it at you. I have the clip. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. Definitely DM it to me, man. But go go ahead and give us your take of what you were saying. Well, yeah, like I said, um, honestly, I'm I feel pretty confident going with the OTAs. Everything looks. It's OTAs. We can't overreact to everything, you know. We can't like say, you know, with every great pass thing that you know it's the first that you know he's automatically going to be amazing, and in every bad pass we can't think, oh, he's terrible, disaster. It's like people are too. It, it, People are too overreacting to it. It's just OTAs. If it's good, good. If it's bad, it's just OTAs. We just need to relax mm-hmm. and take it easy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I understand that. You know, I'm not a guy that tries to get, you know, too high. You know, again, I, I'm a big Jets fan. I, I I get it. You know, it's just OTAs. But it's always good to see, you know, the guys go out there and just be able to run, you know, throw the football around, catch the football, especially the connection that Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson are building with each other. That's always oh, yeah, good that's as well. Be so, fun. That will be yeah. fun to hear, Wilson to Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, it's I'm phenomenal. Forward, so, I am looking forward to it. I, I, honestly, it's like football can't come soon enough because I also just want to see all these Jets haters eat crow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now you're speaking about haters. There's a guy on this football team that has a lot of haters, Mr. Mackay Beckton. Okay? <laughs> Let me tell you something. There are some Jets fans that are excited to have him back, and there are some Jets fans that – are just calling him a bust consistently. And it doesn't matter what he did or what he does, they're going to call him a bust. Give me your thoughts about him reporting to mandatory minicamp, right? And do you think he deserves the criticism that he's gotten so far? I did. I don't think it. Look, it was an unfortunate injury. It was back there beyond his control. It's not nothing he can do there. It's not like, you know, it's not like he did something, you know, it's not like, for example, a player got drunk, drove, got into an accident, and missed the whole year. That's like something you can blame him for. But a teammate in the in the midst of a game 
rolling up on him, giving him an injury that for a man of his stature is difficult to recover from. And to sit here and, mm-hmm. uh, and whine about it makes no logical sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's coming back. I think he's going to be, you know, fully healed. Again, we're seeing Duke Mayweather come out and put things together. And let me tell you something. It's looking like Makai Becton is uh, definitely going to be in shape in this upcoming season, and, and things are going to be rolling well for him. And, again, he's going to take a lot of the stuff that he's heard, you know, about him, and he's going to use a lot of that as motivation. So now I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that we're seeing from the media, man. We, we heard about, you know, we saw the article from Daniel Kelly, former Jet Scout, saying that, you know, Joe Douglas has built a last-place football team. Brady Quinn comes out. He's dumping on Zach Wilson as well. What are your thoughts about the continued bashing by the media? We even saw a list come out that said the New York Jets are going to have the first pick in the first round next year in 2023. How are you feeling about all these things that are surrounding New York Jets as far as media-wise and people constantly having negative things to say about them, no matter what we've done here to build up? But you want to know what? It's just people wanting to regurgitate the stale old Jets narratives because they can't comprehend the concept of us being good, honestly. You know, but, hmm. it, uh, but fortunately there are some – Light. There's some, there is some light in the media. There is, you know, David Carr's take on the Jets, which I think we can all appreciate that, you know, the Jets are, he predicts, he guarantees that they'll be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but look, yeah. It, it's just like, yeah. it's still a little Jets narrative. I, and I don't get it really. It's like, I mean, the Jets have arguably probably a universal praise of a draft. You're calling the Jets the clown show. Meanwhile, like the guys up in Foxborough are about to hire, about to make the failed coach, failed defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator of the Patriots, and yet we're the cl- and yet we're supposed to be the clown show. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot I mean, of. I, I, I was laughing at yeah. that, you know, when I saw that when I saw that uh, uh, pop up on uh, Twitter, like mm-hmm. I, I was like, this has got to be some joke here. I mean, the guy who took over a team that had the seventh-ranked passing, uh, seventh-ranked offense in points per game, and then the next year they dropped to 25th, is about to be calling plays for the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Now, give me your thoughts about this, too, my friend, because let me tell you something. There's a lot of talk about us needing to, you know, continue to address depth positions along this roster. What are your thoughts about the New York Jets bringing in Riley Reese? And is he a guy that the New York Jets should try to sign, you know, just in, just in, a, in a form of insurance, just to help our depth along our offensive line? Is he a guy that you, you think you'd be interested in New York Jets bringing in? Well, you know, depth is always a good thing to have. You can never really have enough. And with our bad luck, let's just, our luck with injuries, you know, it'd probably be a good thing to do and nab a, a nice depth piece on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. I, I, I'll be interested in it because, again, we saw last season when Makai Becton, you know, went down, we saw George Fant slide over, and then we saw Morgan Moses be able to step into the role at right tackle. That's that's big because, again, things didn't just crumble and fall down. Now, Morgan Moses, was he a Hall of Famer? No. <laughs> He wasn't, but he wasn't Wayne Hunter. I'll tell you that. For those of you that do remember Wayne Hunter, Wayne Hunter was horrific. He was one of the worst offensive linemen ever in the NFL, one of the worst offensive linemen New York Jets had ever had. That guy was just literally a turnstile. He just let anybody buy him, 
And I used to get Mark absolutely killed. But I'll tell you what, our offensive line stepped up. And, you know, again, George Fant was able to play well at that left tackle position, and Morgan Moses, you know, did all right at that right tackle position. So my last and final question for you, my friend, because you've been giving us some tape. When you hear a lot about what, you know, Sauce Garner is doing out there in OTAs, how he's looking good, Michael Carter's looking good, are you excited about this secondary? Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, I'm definitely excited. I think we're we're going to go from, like, no takeaways to just all the takeaways. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if if, it, if the record wasn't so high, if it wasn't so crazy, I would say that uh, one of – I'd say a guy like Sauce could challenge the Jets' single-season interception record, but that is Whoa. 12, and that's, pro- and that's pretty hard to do for a rookie. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's so, I, I, Look, I get it. We're all excited, but that, that's pretty high up there. But I'll tell you what, Sauce is a phenomenal corner, man, and I'm extremely excited about him. Again, I'm going to keep pounding the table for my guy, Bryce Hall. I know a lot of people are just thinking, hey, it's over for him. He's going to lose, but I'm telling you, Bryce Hall is not going to give up that number one corner spot so easily. Don't be surprised if my guy is still on that number one side when the season comes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The, the, the one thing I can't wait for this season is when we crush the Steelers and just to see Stephen A. Smith's reaction after his oh, negative. Man. <laughs> Listen, I hear you. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. It was phenomenal to speak with you. All right. Yeah, phenomenal calls, man. Phenomenal calls tonight. Lots of great takes, man. Listen, OTAs, you know, are, are they're closing today. It's said and done. Now we're looking forward to mandatory mini camp. Guys are reporting according to everything. Everybody's going to report, you know, with the New York Jets. Let me tell you something. This stuff about Makai Becton, let me tell you, he's going to come out and he's going to be motivated. If Makai Becton is healthy this upcoming season, bro, in my mind, I think he's our starting left tackle. I know a lot of people are looking the other way. George Fant was phenomenal for us last season. He played very well there at left tackle. But let me tell you something. Makai Becton, a healthy Makai Becton, is a different type of animal, man, man. He's a different type of animal. So, now I'm going to ahead and close out the show again. I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. It's a phenomenal show. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. All right? I am also on Twitter as well, Okay. Young J000 again Young J000 all right go ahead and follow me I'll follow you right back if you want to troll no issues I am the troll under the bridge and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times at all times I will have that Vera Tucker jersey on okay all right he moved from the left side now he's on the right side, and he's going to dominate people on the right side the same way he dominated people on the left side, all right? <laughs> it is what it is. You see what kind of product you get when you draft guys from SC. That's all I'm saying. Fight on. That's all I'm saying. So I'll be down there. You know what I'm saying? You want to troll me, we can go back and forth. I'm also on YouTube as well, okay? Go on YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. 
hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you want to troll me, in the comments, no issue. Hit those comments, troll me, and I'll troll you right back, and we can go back and forth, all right? And as always, people, when you see me in person, because you will see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing, no matter what anyone tells you, okay? The hugs will always remain free. I'm going to thank you folks for listening, calling in, okay? Without you folks, I am absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call into the show. You folks are absolutely phenomenal. Again, I want to thank Robbie Sabo as well for coming on tonight, Jets X Factor. Phenomenal stuff they do over there. It was great to speak with him. So you folks have a good one, all right? Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.